series called The Blessed Life. There's nothing wrong with being blessed. God wants you blessed. And how many of you realize by now, hopefully, it's not always about money? Blessings come in a multitude of ways, and being rich is not always about money. We looked at last week, rich is a God word. God doesn't care for you to be rich. Rich means having a full supply for yourself and then enough to help meet the needs of someone else. That's what it, it doesn't necessarily mean millions. <clears throat> and we have got to learn to, to just flow with God in what God is doing at the time. And if that means sowing uh, money, if that means sowing time, sowing our effort, uh, we've got to look at everything like we're planning it. Um, go to Acts chapter 20, verse 35. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. He says, in all things I have shown you, uh, oops, yeah, I have shown you how working like this, you must help the weak. That's a command. He says, in all things I've shown you that you must help the weak. Remembering the words of our Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than receive. And that's what this whole series has really been about. It's about how do I walk in God's blessing? By giving. If I want to be more blessed, what, guess what I have to do? Be more giving. And, and, and give more. And I like that word blessed there. That word blessed there means happy. So happier are you when you give than when you receive. Now I know some of us when we receive, it's like, thank you Lord, I'm real happy right now. But it, we've got to remember, God says the blessing comes through the giving. Blessed is the one who gives. So you're made happy. It means to be made prosperous. It means to enjoy spiritual happiness and the favor of God. So if we want to do this and we want to be more blessed, then we've got to give more. And, uh, and, and I know you look at it and you say, well, you're just wanting my money. Like I said last week, I, it's not about me wanting money. It's not, a, we, do, we do fine. Okay. But it's about God showing you what it's going to take for you to be blessed. It's not, it's, there's no ulter, ulterior motives here. It's about what God says, do these things and you'll be blessed. We have quoted a scripture every week that we're going to look at today in detail. Um, so today we're going to look at this message and we're going to call it Qualified. What does it mean to be qualified to be blessed? And we've looked at the same scripture every, 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 every sermon this week, this series. Go to first, before we go there, go to Psalms 35. It said, let them shout for joy. Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God takes pleasure in you being prosperous. He, he, he takes pleasure. Well, I just, you know, it's not all about that. But he's the one that said it, not me. He said, let them shout for joy and be glad. He said, and let them say, it's God who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his children. So before I can take, before he can take pleasure in me, there's prosper. Yeah. 
There's prosperity that comes. He, before he takes pleasure in my prosperity, I have to do some things to be straight. Now, I know we, we, we love grace, and we know that grace is free, but the Word still tells me there are still steps, Brenda, that I have to take to walk in things. It's not that he's withholding from me, but it, it, it's like following the directions on something. If I don't follow the directions, I don't get the full benefit of the thing I'm trying to use. So what about prosperity then? What about prosperity? We've quoted this every Sunday. Go to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Here's what it's going to take for you and I to be qualified for this kind of blessings. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Is that not what it says? If you are willing and obedient. So what's it going to take? I'm going to have to become willing and I'm going to have to be obedient. And if I put those two things together, then I will eat the good of the land. Look at verse 20. But if you refuse and rebel... You shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So willing and obedience in the blessed life. And we've talked about these a little bit every service. Today, I want to take and dive into these words just a little bit deeper. And the first one he said, if you be willing. What is willing? <laughs> we think we understand what willing is. Willing is inclined or favorably disposed in mind. It's ready. It is prompt to act or respond. That means you do it the first time. Unlike my children when they were growing up, they didn't always do it the first time. Sometimes it needed a little bit more encouragement than at other times. Especially my daughter who's over there teaching your kids right now. <laughs> being willing is being prompt to act or respond. That means if I'm going to be willing when I hear God tell me something or I see something in the Word or I wake up and He's leading me even to give or to sow into someone's life or to start doing something I've never done, paying tithes like we looked at a couple weeks ago. Or I'm doing these different things. If I'm not prompt, then I'm not willing. Well, I'll get around to it when I have enough. I don't know about you all, but I'm one of those people that sometimes. That says, I'll get there. I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. People tell me all the time, even, even prayer. People tell me all the time, well, will you remember this and, and, and remember to pray for this or whatever? And I always tell them, shoot me a text. Because I forget. I don't always remember. And a lot of times if you tell me to pray, I'm going to pray with you right then because I don't want to lie to you. <laughs> but you see, that's being prompt. Willing to God and to walk in blessing is to give. So when he puts something on my heart, he shows me something I've never seen. And so I go to sow. I'm prompt to act. That means I'm going to act quickly and not try to reason my way out of this thing. But the rest of this is... Inclined, back that up, Bobby. I want to read that again. Inclined or favorably disposed in mind. 
ready, prompt to act or respond. Are you ready? To do something without reluctance. That's part of the definition, Galen. So if I'm going to be willing to do what the Word says, I'm going to be willing to do what God has told me. Not only am I going to be quick to act, but I'm going to do it without hesitation or reluctance or complaining. So if I'm complaining about it, but I'm doing it, I'm not willing. I might be obeying, but I'm not willing. And for me to really walk in this blessed life and eat the good of the land, I have to be willing and obedient. So I have to do what God tells me to do. I have to go into this thing by quickly and not with reluctance. Oh my goodness. But God, you don't understand what that will be for me. You don't understand how hard that's going to be. I only make X. I can only do this. You know one thing I found out about faith in reading the Bible? He very rarely asked for people things that were in their capability to do. Very rarely did he ask for things that were you, they were naturally capable of. Usually when it comes to asking faith, he's asking for the impossible. Because unless it's impossible, we get the glory for doing it. And he doesn't want my, me to take the glory for what he's doing. And so when he says do something, and I go, God, that's impossible. And that's why he said in the word, he said, with, God, with man, that's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And so when we hear God, when we hear God speak, and we hear him maybe tell us to do something we've never done, or, or, or get into things that we've never gotten into, and it seems too big, we can't do it with reluctance. There has to come a, 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 a willingness to quickly respond. Not tomorrow, not next week, not when I get around to it or when I build up to it. Mm -mm. It is doing something without reluctance. See, willing and obedience have to come together before we eat the good of the land. And if they don't come together, <laughs> wait till, I, wait till I, I'll, I'll make you real mad here in a minute. Go to Philippians chapter 2. I love how the Amplified defines this. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14. Do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining against God. King James says do all things without murmuring. That word murmuring means this. Do all things without complaining, without, see, who am I complaining against? God. Who am I fault finding in? God. Who, who, he said, do all things without grumbling, without fault finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting among yourselves. See, if we're going to be willing, we have to come to the point where we hear God speak 
And we gladly walk into that thing, even though it seems too big for me to walk into. God, there's no way I can do this. And he looks at you and he says, I know. (laughs) He said, because when you understand that you can't do it, you have only one place to lean. You have only one thing to lean on. And he's asking you to look at some. Listen, I had a a minister tell me something one day, Brenda. He said, (laughs) he said, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. Change my life. That's as simple as he said. If it's God's, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. That means I don't. The responsibility to make it happen is off of me. All I have to do is willingly, unreluctantly, ungrumblingly, uncomplainingly. Walk into what he said to do and do what I know to do at this point and let him clear the path and walk me into every step. And when I do this and I'm willing to do it and I'm obedient in doing it, then the good of the land is mine to eat. But if I do it complaining, I don't think this is going to (laughs) work. I don't think it's going to happen. Folks, we have to dare to do something so big that it is impossible to happen unless God is in it. You have to dare in your own life to do something that is so big that it is destined to fail unless God is in it. See, that's when willingness comes in. Willingness looks at the mountain and tells it to move. But I thought we called that faith. See, these two things go hand in hand. (laughs) Willingly do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining. But the problem is, Diana, a lot of times when he asks me to do something, I start the whining session. Just, Just look straight ahead. Nobody knows I'm talking about you. I said me. I didn't say you. I start figuring out why it can't be done. I start whining and complaining. You imagine being Moses. Leading millions upon millions of people out of bondage. He's He's out in the desert minding his own business. He had already killed a dude and buried him in the sand. Somebody saw him do it, so he ran and he hid. And now he's out in a desert taking care of his father-in-law's flocks. He looks across the way and here's a bush burning. But it wasn't consumed. Well, that's not normal. (laughs) He sees the bush burning and it's not consumed, so he decides to walk over. And as he walks over, there's a voice come out of the bush Take your shoes off, you're on holy ground. So he takes his shoes off. And he begins to have a conversation with the face of God in the middle of this burning bush. Go to Exodus chapter 3. And here is a conversation. (laughs) Come now, Exodus chapter 3 verse 10. Come now therefore... 
and I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. That's a big task. You're walking into the slave master's house and demanding that he let all his slaves go. This is in essence what he was doing. The children of Israel had been in slavery for 400 years. All they have known was the slavery of Egypt for generations on generations. And God says, come on, man, here's what I want you to do. Now he's standing in front of a miracle, a bush that's, that's on fire but not being destroyed. I believe if that happened, to, I would like to believe, Kevin, about myself. If that happened to me, I'm like, tell me what you want. If this is going on, I can do anything. <laughs> no. Moses was probably more like us than we want to admit. He said, I want to send you to Pharaoh's house. Go to, uh, and accept my children of Israel. Go, go to verse 11. And Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. What did he immediately start to do? He started to show his unwillingness. Now, if you know the story of Moses, Moses doesn't go into the promised land. See, what he's doing, he's not willing. Standing in front of a bush on fire that's not being burnt up, hearing a voice come out, saying, go to Egypt and sell him to set my people free. And he goes, wait, 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 wait. You don't know who I am. You don't know what I'm capable. Who am I? Who am I that I am going to lead the children of Israel out? Who am I? And so what he does, he begins to wail against even himself. Go to verse, chapter 4, verse 1. God goes through, you read, go back and read verse chapter 3. God tells him all these great things he's going to do. He tells him all these miraculous things that he is going to do through him. And then we get over to chapter 4. After God's saying all this stuff I'm going to do, he said, but Moses said, answered, but they won't believe me. Nor will they listen to my voice. For they will say, the Lord has not appeared. Listen, what's he doing? He's still grumbling and complaining. If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Got to remember, later on, he never goes into the promised land. <laughs> he gets to look at it. Then he gets buried. Man. I wonder how many times I've been led right up to the edge of my promise. And because I've been, I have found every reason for me not to be able to do what God has called me to do. Why he shouldn't use me. Why I'm not worthy to be used. Why I have been so terrible in my life. And I wonder how many times I've got right to the edge of my promise. But because my willingness was not lined up. I was obedient to the edge, Jeff, but I never got there. He said, but wait a minute. All they're going to do is say to me, the Lord has not appeared to you. 
And so God tells him, what's in your hand? He says, there's a rod in my hand. Throw it on the ground. He throws it on the ground. His rod becomes a serpent. He jumps back. I know I would. God says, reach down, grab it by the tail. Boom, it's a stick again. Now you would think that would convince you to do. He said, well, stick your hand out. He stuck his hand out. He said, put it in the inside of your cloak. He put it in, he said, now pull it out again. And it had leprosy all over it. He said, put it in your cloak again. He put it in his cloak. He said, take it out. And it was all cleared up. Still, mirror. It, was, it wasn't enough that a voice was coming out of a bush that was on fire that wasn't being consumed. Now you've seen your staff turn into a snake. You've seen your hand have leprosy and then not have leprosy. And then he goes down to verse 10 of chapter 4. And Moses said, oh Lord, I'm not eloquent. I don't talk good. He still doesn't get his willingness on track. Miracle, how many times have I seen God do the miraculous? I've seen it. I've seen him do miracle on top of miracle on top of miracle. And when he asked me to do what seems impossible, I go, well, wait a minute, God. Let me tell you why I can't. You know what I'm really saying is let me tell you why I don't trust you. I've got some excuses not to trust. He said, and, and from all intents, for all intents and purposes, his, his way of saying eloquent, what usually is studied out is he had a speech problem. Most likely they figure a stutter. He said, I'm not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. A bush on fire but not destroyed, a voice, a staff, a serpent, a staff, clean hands, leprosy, clean hands, and I still find some reason to not do. This is willingness. This is all about Moses' willingness here. Verse 11, and the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Or who made the dumb or the deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I, the Lord? Now go, therefore, I will be. Look, God's telling him, just go, I'll heal your mouth. Here's a promise. Just go. I don't know about y'all, but I've had these conversations with God. When he's asked me to do something big and I give him every reason. I show him very, very much that I'm not willing. And the only reason I'm not willing, John, is because I don't trust him. What if I fail? What if it don't work out? What if I missed it? Listen, I would rather miss it acting in faith. At least the worst that's going to be said about me, Vicky, is he was in faith. <laughs> Moses, he says, I'll be your mouth, man. I'll go with you. Then Moses said, oh, my Lord. Oh, we're back to there. <laughs> go with verse 12. Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you must say. And, and he said, oh, my Lord, this is a flat-out argument. We don't like to think of it that way.
that way because King James puts in such poetry wording. This is an argument. I want you to go. Oh no, they won't believe me. What the, I'm going to tell them, you appeared to me in a burning book. Who's going to believe this? I'll do all this, do all this. They're not going to believe me. Throw down a rod, pick it up. It's a serpent, pick it up, it's a rod. Leprosy, no leprosy. Do it. The miraculous is all around you. I will be your mouth. Mm-mm. 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 This is, this is what. He said, oh, my Lord, send, I pray, by the hand of whomever else. Send somebody else. Anybody. I don't care who you send, God. Not me. Yeah, but he originally, but he eventually does it. What, now, remember, what's the definition of willingness? Prompt to act. Not after you give every, every argument to God. It's prompt to act. Quick to act, y'all, okay? Okay. He said, send whoever else, verse 14. And the anger of the Lord was inflamed against my... Ooh. His arguments... In, hey, well, you know, I just don't believe it. Come on. How many of you have ever been angry at your children? Did you quit loving them when you was upset with them? Come on. You don't quit hating your child because they've done everything in the world and you've had it up to. <laughs> and the anger of the Lord was inflamed against Moses. Why? Because of his unwillingness. How many times I wonder if I have not brought that on myself just because I wouldn't be willing to do what he called me to do and I've given him every reason why I can't. Or how close did I get to my promise but I never got to grasp it because I never really got willing. <laughs> the anger of the Lord was inflamed against Moses and he said, is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And also he comes out to meet you. And when he sees you, he'll be glad in his heart and you will speak to him and put words in his mouth. So rather than being the mouthpiece of God, he's relegated to being the mouthpiece of another man. He still got to speak his words. He still got to speak God's word. <laughs> but, he, but God now can't trust him. Oh, come on. Well, God trusts him. He, he sends out him. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't make the promised land either. Oh, we'll, but folks, it's time to get willing. It's time to do what God has asked us to do without reluctance, without complaining, without murmuring, without all of this stuff. He said, you'll speak, you'll put words in his mouth and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what you must do. Moses' lack of willingness actually frustrated God. Isaiah chapter one, verse 19. If you be willing, if you, guess what that means? The choice is yours. If means you can do this or you cannot. This is all on you. But if you'll do these, if you choose to do these, you'll eat the good of the land. By complaining, we just tell God every reason why we can't. 
Willingness is something that's done without reluctance, folks. <laughs> Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Y'all still with me? I know these, these are a little bit. The Word still has instructions to give us. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 10. And in this matter, I give my advice. It is appropriate for you who began last year not to only give, but also willingly give. You mean I can give and not be willingly giving? Uh-huh. Not just to give, but to willingly give. Now, therefore, complete the task so that as there was a willingness to do so, that there may be a performance of it according to your means. Verse 12, for if there is a willing mind first, the gift is accepted. Oh. Now, this is going to, I want you to remember this because it's going to tie into something here in a minute that people have said for years that is not true. We've all heard it, and you're going to be mad at me when I say it. <laughs> For there is a willing mind, first, the gift is accepted according to what man possesses and, according, and not according to what he does not possess. You're, you're, <laughs> Willingness brings acceptance of your giving. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, if you be willing and obedient. Let's look at the word obedient for a minute. This is a toughie too. I'm going to tell you, well, let's just go there. Obedient. Um, it means submissive to authority. Everybody gasp. <gasps> That's a word that is absolutely not wanted to hear in today's society. Man, we got quite quick. Zoop. Obedient is submissive to authority. Yielding compliance with commands. It is performing what is required or abstaining from what is forbidden. Go to Joshua chapter 1. That is obedience, submission and doing what is required. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But you shall meditate on it how often? Day and night. This book, God's book. Now we know when this was written, all they had was the law. Now we have the whole covenant and more. He said, meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do. That's obedience. That you may observe. So what happens, Pastor Dave, when I get obedient? When I observe to do according to all that is written? For then, everybody say then. You know what that means? It comes after the first part. When I meditate on that word day and night and I observe to do all that is written in this word, for then will I make my way prosperous and then I'll have good success. So success and prosperity comes and follows my obedience. Y'all okay still? You got me just a few more minutes. Prosperity follows obedience. It follows willingness. He delights in seeing you 
Why does he delight in my prosperity? Because he knows I'm willing to do what he calls me to do and I'm obedient to do it. So there's his joy. (laughs) We cannot say that we're obeying God if our actions don't match it. Here's a kicker. You ready? I've been, I've been building you up for this one. There's a phrase that goes around that is a lie. Everybody, Alice's eyes are this big around. Well, you can't outgive God. That's a lie. It's a lie. If God tells you to give $10 and you say, but I've got 20, don't you think he knows what you need with that other $10? His obedience was to give 10, but I got more to give. Well, praise God, save it for another time. If he said, give this and we give even more, that's not obedience. He said he's more inclined, he would rather have your obedience than your sacrifice. Yeah, but I could give more, I could do more. That's all good, glad you can do it. But you need to be so aware of what Holy Spirit is speaking to you that if he says, give a dollar, a dollar, God? Give a dollar, God, really, a dollar. He doesn't care about the amount. He cares about the heart. It's that obedience. So, I take and I give. Dee and I were sitting in a service one time. Holy Spirit said, there was, he pointed a lady out to us. I don't know, there's probably five or 6,000 people in this meeting. He pointed this lady out to us and said, I want you to give her 10 bucks. Now, this was back when we were Bible college students. That was a lot of money. (laughs) Dee reaches in her purse and pulls out rolled coin. She said, I don't want to give her $10 in rolled coin. God didn't care how how we gave it. She said, but I've got a 20 in my pocket too. I could give her the 20 and still cover that. Here's the thing. The blessing was on the 10. The blessing wasn't on the extra 10. Do you see why I say we need to stop this stuff where you can't outgive God? Because we've seen too many people put too much pressure on people to bleed them dry when God may say, I want you to give $10. So we walked up to her with rolled coin. He's like, how am I going to do my laundry now? That's what it was, it was laundry money. (laughs) And we gave her that. And I think it was just, and a few days later, we were going to eat. And we, we, let me tell you, Bible college, you eat what's cheap. (laughs) And back then it was, Papa John's, $5 pizza, you're good for two days, right? We didn't even have that at this time. 
But you know what we decided one day? We was going to pray. God, your word said we were faithful. We were obedient. We were obedient to you in the exact what you told me to be obedient in. And all of a sudden, people walk up to you and start handing you money. Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give to your bosom. And we've tried to live by that. We, we ask each other, well, what's the Lord telling you? Is he giving you an amount? I'm not talking about our tithes. Tithes are tithes. I'm talking about extra. Is he giving you a number? Nope. He's giving you a number? Yeah, I think I got a number. Go with that number. Yeah, but don't y'all have a little more? Yeah, but I want to be obedient because he's more interested in my obedience than my sacrifice. That'll, that'll set you free. But, but hear from him. But what if he tells me to give more? Where I start to feel it. <laughs> yeah, I've been there too. One year we decided the Lord came to both of us and spoke to us separately. Said, I want you to start giving this person some money on their car payment. I'm like, okay. Now, we, didn't, we couldn't pay their car payment. We were giving them what? I don't know. 50 bucks a month maybe to go on their car payment. Here you go. But could you do more? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes that was a stretch. But we gave him $50. And it wasn't probably a year later that person came to me and they said, hey, God's telling me to do something for you. Well, praise God. What's that? He said, this car is yours. They gave us the car we were giving them money to pay on. It's all about obedience. God doesn't love me anymore than he loves you. But if we're not obedient, but what if we would have given X? The blessing was in the, is the folks get this, the blessings on the obedience. The blessings on the obedience. So when we give and we're not complaining and we give, and we're just obedient, where God knows that now he can trust us. Go to Mark 14, verse 38. Are, are you getting this? Listen, I don't want you to come in here and write a $1,000 check, okay? Unless God tells you to. Listen, if he tells you to, be obedient. But what if he only told me to give a dollar? I'd rather you be obedient and give that dollar because your blessing lies in your obedience. Mm. But you know what I found out, Ted? When I start living this way, he usually asks me to give things that I just don't think I can give. <laughs> he asks me to usually do something. I'm like, okay, God, here we go. Time to show off. Him, not me. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Give God the opportunity to show off in your life. Be obedient. Be willing. Do it quickly. And again, I'm not talking about tithe. Tithe the tithe. It is what it is. Mark 14, 38. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. You ever been there? So what are the results of living this way? 
Last set of scripture we're going to look at for this series. We, I'm not promising you it's going to be another five years before we talk about this kind of stuff. Because God wants you blessed. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, starting in verse 1. Now it will be, if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, and be careful to do all his commandments which I am commanding you today. Then the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. Now here's the good thing. Jesus fulfilled all this for us. But there's still instructions that have to come for me. Willing and obedient. And, I'll, and all these blessings will come on you. And what? Overtake you. Ha. <laughs> If you listen to the voice of the Lord your God, you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Your offspring will be blessed. Your children are waiting on your obedience. Your children are waiting on your willingness. How do I know? He said, blessed will be your offspring. Huh. The produce of your ground, the offspring of your livestock, the increase of your herd, and the flocks of your sheep. Ooh. This is blessing, folks. That means everything you have will be blessed. Your basket and your kneading bowl will be blessed. You'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise up, who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your barns, and in all you set your hand to do, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is given you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people unto himself, just as he swore to you, if you will keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, all the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. The Lord shall make you overflow in prosperity. The King James of this says, he will grant you plenty of goods. That's prosperity. When I'm willing and when I'm obedient at the same time, he says he will grant you plenty of goods. You will overflow in prosperity. In the offspring of your body and the offspring of your livestock and in the produce of, of your ground and the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, the Lord will open to you his good treasure. And his treasure never runs dry. The heavens will give rain to your land in its season. And to bless the work of your hand and you will lend to many nations but you won't borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You'll only be above and you will not be beneath. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I am commanding you today to observe to do them. When willingness and obedience come together, prosperity is the result. So what's my job? To hear what God says. And when he says it, be willing to go without complaining, without being reluctant, and being obedient to his exact terms. And if I do that, Pastor Ted, 
then blessing is the result. And this is the result of living in a blessed life. Does that mean you're going to be millions and millions and millions of dollars in the bank tomorrow? Has nothing to do with that. Has absolutely nothing to do with that. But he wants you blessed. I've got people that's coming up right now. If you're dealing with anything that any of these folks who gave a word today brought out, they want to pray with you. They're looking for God to bless you. So give them an opportunity to pray. I'm going to ask y'all spread out a little bit. Y'all piled up on one side. They want to pray with you. God wants you blessed. If you are here and you have kids and you have a family, I want to tell you of a good community event that's happening real quick. Today at 2 o'clock at Pritchard Laughlin, they're having, what's that called? Crazy people. And it's a black light and laser light show for kids, uh, biblically based. And so it's free. They just ask for a donation. So if you're looking for something to do with your kids today at 2 o'clock, go down there and take part of that. Check the information booth out front. There are things to sign up for. We already told you the baptism and the uh, membership class, but also men's fellowship. This better be good. Uh-huh. Yep. The uh, pastors that we, we helped to get out of Haiti, uh, matter of fact, I'll do you one better. They'll be here next week. Yeah. Just put him on the spot, didn't I? Listen, if you need prayer, if, if you say, man, I just need God to connect with me, or this message connects with me, and I need to step up what I'm doing, let these guys pray with you. Let them speak into your life, because God wants you blessed. Amen? I want you to come up and uh, bless us out of here. Do it. And after he's done, if you want to pray, come pray with these guys. this is biblical and this works may the Lord bless you and keep you may the Lord make his face shine upon you may the Lord be gracious to you and may he give you peace and may you walk out of here today better than when you came in and make an influential, positive change in somebody's life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.